Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 228 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with the lovely Lauren. Hi, guys. How are you today, Lauren? I'm doing great. Stop making silly faces at me. <laughs> you can't see them. I can um, see them. I know, but the other people at home can't. The people, the listeners. I know, the listeners. Hi, listeners. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. It's, um, you know, it, it's hard. What, like, it's such a, it's such a weird question now of how are you? Because life is just kind of plodding along. Well, I was going to say that actually I'm feeling pretty good right now. Because <gasps> are you? The heat wave oh, feels yeah. like it has subsided. Yeah. Although I would say that the weather forecast has been promising rain for the last, I think, three days now. Yeah. We look at the weather forecast in the morning. It says the the rain's going to arrive. It or lies. It's going to arrive in early afternoon, and then it will say the next day it's going to be in the morning, and then as the day goes through, the rain never materializes. Mm. I think over the last probably three weeks, we've had about five minutes of rain. And it was actually really nice. Even though the rain was really hard, I happened to be out in it walking with Lizzie. Came down incredibly aggressively, but it was so hot, it just dried immediately. I didn't even get wet. Mm. It was so odd. I, I wish that I had a crystal ball to tell whether or not this whole thing, the whole heat wave is officially over or not. I think it, I think it is. Yeah, because I just... We have, to, we have to hope. I know, because like, it's the lack of sleep that's really getting to me. The fact that, like, you wake up and you're just like, why am yeah. I wet? Why am I wet? And, um, yeah, you just kind of feel like one of those, like, zombie-infected people and you're just like, Ugh. I would say that this is a problem that many Americans who are listening will not necessarily understand. Unless they are without air conditioning. It, which we did have when we went over one time to America. The air conditioning in my grandparents' place didn't winter, work. Though. It's true. It's the warmth. I would say that the first time I went to America, I stayed in Portland. Mm. They didn't have aircon. Mm. They had a massive, massive fan, though, in the room. <laughs> and I had never slept with any kind of distraction or noise like that before. And not only was I staying, I was like 18 in a foreign country for the first time. I think so. No, I'd been to Sweden before. Okay, foreign country for one of the first times. And I was staying in Portland with people I didn't really know. Mm. Sounds really weird. But yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this massive fan blowing air at me in the corner of the room. And I just, I, I think eventually I just passed out because I was so exhausted. Yeah. It took me a while though. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. I had a similar situation, but yeah. It, it was an air conditioner, though, that was just making an insane amount of noise. It is something that you, like, it's weird to get used to. Like, especially yeah. in hotels, mm. air conditioning units make a lot of noise. Yeah, but I ended up uh, laying down downstairs in on the guy's ottoman instead, and he thought it was really weird because this dog drools on his ottoman, and I was just like, this is much better than sleeping in your bedroom. And that's a, a nice segue there, Lauren, because in the recent interview with The Seven Remake, Toriyama revealed that Scarlet's footrest soldier is called... Ta-da! Ottoman! What an amazing piece of information. I know. That's going to be a trivia question in about 10 years' time. Yeah, 100%. But I didn't actually realize that Ottoman is an offensive word in some countries. Apparently so. But yeah. in, in our countries, it's a type of chair. Exactly. Either way. Thank you for bringing that up, Lauren. You're welcome. The more <laughs> today, you know. Today, we are going to be talking about Final Fantasy X-0 and uh, basically the prequel that we never had. Mm. We, it was a video we just did on YouTube. And we thought it would be nice to discuss it in more detail. 
And in addition to that, we're going to try and have a small discussion about Crystal Chronicles because it is the last episode before Crystal Chronicles releases. No. I know. It's going to be great. It's crazy to think that it's been, it's coming so soon. It's crazy to think it was supposed to be out like eight months ago. True as well. I wonder if we'll ever find out what the delay actually was caused by. They just kept looking at cute pictures of... Baby Lilties. Lilties. I could get distracted by that. It's so hard to find that picture though. Why? Baby Lilties. They should be everywhere. Everyone in their life should see a baby Lilties. because of the procrastination that they caused, Daryl's. They caused procrastination of eight months of delay. That is why. It's just too holy. It's too sacred, the picture of Lilties. We'll say this then. Not safe for work. Yes. If you have, if, if you're daring, try and find a picture of a baby Lilty. It's concept <laughs> art. It's out there. I found it on the stream we did last week. It took me about 20 minutes to find it, but I found it. <laughs> and if you find it, your heart will melt mm. and you will just be sucked in and you will constantly want to look at baby Liltys for the rest of your life. Yes. I'm still talking about them 20 years on almost. I know. You have an obsession. That image has never left my brain. (laughs) Daryl has a very big obsession with baby Lilties. Which is weird considering I didn't play as a Lilty. Mm. But I guess that shows you the strength of the Lilties. You're trying to find it now, aren't you? I am. You can't. It's it's really hard to find. You can't just search baby Lilty concept art and find it. You've got to dig deep into the Crystal Chronicles concept art archives and then you will find something, hopefully, if, you've, if you're really lucky. Mm. Right. While you do that, though, I think um, we should uh, do our Patreon shout-outs. Yes, I agree. And we're going to kick things off with Barry Norton at Norton Zero. Thurin Bullen at Massacre 23. Fires Bellal. Lewis James. Zach Duranto. Rachel Casterton at Urban Ray. Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Darren Matthews at Doomster73. Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. Ryzen. Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namejin. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Miles Ribbons. Chris Pope at Dr. Pop181. Freya Stella. Flip Sudness. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. Mitch Elliott. Sam Ennis. Tim Michael Verne at Phoenix02SA. Joshua Johnson. Lauren Luscombe. Chris Willis. And Marco Lilu. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Okay, so main discussion this episode, as mentioned, is about Final Fantasy X Zero. We have just done a video about this on the YouTube channel. And yeah, we wanted to do a bit more discussion around it because mm-hmm. it's an interesting concept. I checked and we actually talked about this about five years ago on the <laughs> podcast. Episode 111, I think it was. We were discussing potential scenarios for Final Fantasy X III, mm. and Lauren had uh, voiced a a desire, let's mm. say, for Ten Three to be about Braska. Yeah, but we we had been we talked about like the potential for a Braska scenario for for a long time. It's something that we both think would work really well. Yeah, and uh, we. I don't know what it was, but I think so during E3 2013 is when the actual quote happened, but it was like really, really small. I think most people missed it, but Toriyama spoke about Ten Zero essentially mm-hmm. and said why they didn't do it. And the reason was because he felt as though Braska, Oren and Jekt as a trio don't have enough flair. Mm. That was his rationale. They, they did have a, a potential scenario drafted up and uh, this happened when they were in the planning stages for Eternal Calm, which was the movie they released with the international version that essentially 
acted as the prologue to Ten Two. Mm-hmm. But when they were in the planning stages for Eternal Calm, they had one scenario for Braska, they had one scenario for Yuna, and we believe they had one scenario for Riku. Yeah. And they decided to go with Yuna because, yeah, Braska, they didn't feel, had enough flair because it was an all-male cast. <laughs> and Toriyama being Toriyama was like, so why don't we do an all-woman cast, all-female? Let's do it. That's more flair. Boom. So I guess the first question, Lauren, is, out of those three scenarios, Braska, Riku, and Yuna, which which would you have rather seen? Now, with, with hindsight, like, knowing, obviously, where things have gone. Mm. Are are you happy with what we got in in comparison to what we could have had? Um, it's really sad, really. Like actually, because I love Ten Two. Like I really do think that there's a lot of great things that came out of Ten Two. But I know that there's a lot of people who don't, and there's a lot of people who won't give it the time of day. So in terms of like the fact that so many people hate it, I feel like. Braska was the better decision because I don't think people would have raged as much about it. I don't think people even probably would have cared because I mean, when you think about it, Crisis Core was just about Zach. the The cast was primarily male, except for Cisne. And you mean cared in the sense that it was a story that we technically already know the conclusion to. We already knew the conclusion of Zach. Yeah, no, I, mean, I mean, that's yeah. that's why you think people would not have cared. As such. I don't. Well, yeah, I just don't think. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no changing it. It wouldn't have been a. It wouldn't have been something that was like a um, a decision that they had to make whether or not they added a female character. It was set in stone. These were the only three guys that they had to do this journey. And, um, I mean, while doing the 10-0 video, I really felt like, you know, I wish that I had more content because really the only content that we have is the content in the sphere. And the sphere videos are very hard to see. Like, it's very hard to see the actual what's going on. Like, you can you can obviously make it out, but it's like, it's all, it's all very staticky and stuff. Yeah, because it's like three, three spheres, right? There's the one when they're kind of going on the pilgrimage where where Braska, uh, well, I guess three different sequences. There's the one where Braska's like, forming yeah. the party. There's the one that happens in Gagazette, I mm-hmm. think. And then there's like eight, I think. There's Jack quite, spheres. yeah, but there's not too many, there's not too many, like it's, it's the sequences are quite contained. Mm. You don't get to see too much of their journey. No, I mean. no, no. Because like they kind of, um, they tried their best to connect them with where you found them. So like the one that you find in Makalania is of Jekt in front of the Makalania Inn and him in the, like, sort of secret area of Makalania. Um, And then the one in Luca, it's him, like, traveling around Luca. Um, So, yeah, it's like like little snippets of different locations. And I guess that's what I meant. Like, there's not too many spheres where it's all of them together. Mm. The ones that that come to mind, yeah, like, where he's forming the party and you see Mm. them leave. Uh, You've got the shoe puff incident. Yeah. And then there's the one that isn't the sphere with the pyreflies mm. in Xanakand, mm. where you see um, them making the decision to go forward with it. Yeah. And Jekt basically putting himself forward to become the final Aeon. Yeah. Which obviously isn't a sphere. Yeah. But I think, yeah, like it's, it is, it is an interesting one because, yeah, as you said, it would have been, in my mind, it would have been the safer option. Mm-hmm. It would have been a natural follow up to Final Fantasy X people would have been happy with the characters because they already knew them. And if it was done as quickly as 10-2 was done, 
then I feel as though a lot of people would have been interested to learn more about those characters. Like Jekt and Oren are, they're not, I mean, Oren is kind of, he's part of the main cast, but he's not, he's like a, a secondary character, essentially, because he has to be. Mm-hmm. The spotlight is very much reserved for Tidus and Yuna. Yeah. And Jekt is a secondary character too, but they have very strong ties to everything. Yeah. Oren is like, integral to the story Jekt is integral to the story yeah and Braska even though he doesn't have the same amount of screen time as as Oren or Jekt in 10 in the present day at least you know everything about his legacy but you don't know anything about him yeah exactly like it would have been really cool um to think about like how they would set it up in the beginning because you'd obviously have the secret like it's it's which one you would choose because you have the sequence of Jekt going into the ocean and swimming and swimming and swimming and then encountering Sin. But then you also have the fact that Oren has been um, excommunicated essentially from uh, Yevon because he refused to marry a priestess. And um, with um, Braska, you also have um, baby Yuna and... And him being and, excommunicated for marrying yeah, an Albed. Yeah, I mean, like, it'd be interesting to see what what he sort of said to Yuna to, like, justify his decision to go and essentially off himself for the betterment of Spira. Yeah, because in a weird way, and it may explain why she made the decisions she did, because really, we know that Braska took the decision because Sin killed his wife. Mm. But... It's pretty strong to say, okay, yes, that thing killed my wife. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and get revenge mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave my daughter. Mm-hmm. That's that's like really, really strong willed. Yeah. And the thing about Braska that always strikes me is quite interesting. He's always so calm. Mm-hmm. You never really see any emotion from him. No. And I feel that's, that, that's something that they, if they did do this, they could really bring out and show. Because you see the emotion from Oren. Mm. You see the emotion from Jekt, but Braska is always the level-headed one. Yeah, I mean, they do have that scene where he's speaking to Yuna because she's on Gagazette and stuff, um, which is which is emotional. But yeah, he never he never really loses his self at all. So yeah, I think you know they could have also introduced many other characters back into it because obviously yeah. Braska and Sid have a relationship mm. that could have been interesting because we know how fiery Sid is as a person yeah like Kamari is obviously around as well they could yeah. have met the, like many of the Ronso even the Maesters would have been introduced in some fashion or form you could have got to it's like the whole thing like Seymour would have been around too mm-hmm. and they may have interacted with him because he probably would have been a rival summoner I don't know. I don't know. He, if... did, he he did his pilgrimage when he no. was like ten or eleven, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he might have been around, um, but I don't know if it was the same time. Uh, well, the calm lasted ten years. No, a year. Mm. Right. I think it's when Yuna's seven. Mm. He leaves. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how old Seymour was when when well, he Jessica did his... would have been around either way. Yeah, Jessica would have been around, and then. Um, and, th- and that would have been interesting, too, because we don't really see a lot of Jiskel outside of the sphere that Seymour Exactly, has, and that and could have been a way that the they talked plane. about Seymour. And, you know, w- one of the things that's interesting about Spirit as well is that there are 
temples that are no longer in use. Yeah. And we don't know when they went out of use. So yeah. maybe Baj Temple, well, maybe not when they were, because they were isolated there, was probably taken out of commission. But maybe that's how they could have introduced some of the other temples too. Mm. Like maybe Braska's pilgrimage was different. Yeah. Like that's the that's the other thing, because I've saw, I saw comments about people saying like, it's going to be just Yuna's journey again. Yeah. They're taking the same path, but this, it would be completely different. Yeah. The stuff that Yuna had to encounter, she didn't just go on a straight A to B to C to D path from um, Besaid through to Zanakand. Mm. There was lots of back and forth. Like she went over to Bikanel. Yeah. She came back to Bavel. She, she, um, into Via Perifico. Mm. Like it was, there, she went everywhere to yeah. try and find a solution. And I think one of the other things we discussed as well was that, we know based on Lulu and Waka that guardians don't always make it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, yeah, sure, we didn't see anything in the spheres, mm-hmm. but there's a huge middle chunk missing from their story where, yeah, yeah as you said, you only get to see Jekt mm-hmm. saying something or or like it's a very small segment of what's happening in their lives at that point. Yeah, There could have been another guardian that came along the way yeah that didn't make it that mm. could have been an emotional aspect that, that really came to the table yeah and yeah like maybe they could have it could have been a genesis situation mm. where it's like certain scenes end up being retconned yeah but it's just the thing like you're only seeing these scenes from a very small perspective even in the sequence at the end with the fireflies they could expand that to then include that character who died and the sacrifice they made and they, they can't stop and that's the reason why they have to go forward. Yeah. That's an angle that Yuna didn't have to deal with. Yeah, and I mean, there could have been like rival summoners that they could have encountered who would like really not want them to go. Then they could also still have the Albed situation of them kidnapping summoners because... Like they could have been trying to do that in in their time. Well, the Albed would have actually, based on Braska's situation, I I could imagine that the temples would not have been too willing. Yeah, yeah. rival summoners would have probably been trying to stop him because he was a heathen essentially. Yeah, yeah. and the Albed may have also been working with Sid to try and work against. I don't know. That would be a complicated one. Yeah, but like with that in mind, though, I mean. It would make, it just would make for a very interesting, like, what does it matter that they would reuse assets? Like, I think if anything, that, that's the dream that would be, make it so much easier for them to do it um, by just reusing what they already had. But yeah, I mean, you know, Jack could play some blitz ball. Like they could, they could just do a lot of stuff in order to um, keep it fresh while also keeping it nostalgic. But um, yeah, I just, I just really, I really love the storyline of uh, Braska, Jack, and Oren. I think Oren would have been a really powerful character. I would, I think he would probably have had to have been the main character if there was going to be somebody narrating. I think it probably should be Oren because I think he's the one that persists. It's kind of like it's kind of like the the trio is that like it's Oren, Titus, and then Yuna. And that those are like the three storylines that are like extremely important to the lore of Final Fantasy X. Um, so yeah, I think it would have to be, and also because he's the only one that extends further beyond the exactly. The he's, feet of he, sin. As I said, he, he's the one that persists, and and we would that, actually be able to see the death of sin. Like we would actually be able to see what, what it's happens, like yeah. 
normally instead of you having a fire tick. Well, this is getting me really excited. <laughs> and you just you just saying that as well because obviously one of the things that persists in ten is Oren during their first encounter when they're being absorbed into sin. He says, "This is your story," mm. and then Titus has the whole. This is my story, and Yuna's like, "No, actually, it's my story." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sit back down. But if if the first game was Oren's story, then that would really put something in place for that first scene between mm. Titus and Oren, where he's like handing over the torch to say, "Okay, yeah, my time is done. Now I'm passing over the torch. Now it's your turn." Mm. Like we tried, we failed. Yeah. But we're gonna make sure that you succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would it would really tie everything together. I mean, I would even just settle for like a film that was actually done well. That was going to be my next thing because we kind of already went into do we think a game about Braska would work? And I think categorically the answer is yes. Mm. And I know that I'm resurfacing an opinion here whereby I I still have a lot of conviction. And I know that this is where I'm at odds with Square Enix right now, and I guess we've been at odds with Square Enix for some time now in terms of the decisions they make. Mm. To me, if they, like, 10, 10 to HD remaster was a successful endeavor for, for them. It sold millions of copies. Yeah. And that was on the basis of it being a remaster. Like, yeah. it's just them re-releasing the same game again with slightly better graphics and then doing it again about 20 different consoles. And if at the same time they had released 10 0 Mm-hmm. as a standalone game, with those assets, with those graphical styles, it would have been accepted, mm-hmm. very easily accepted by that by that community. And as we've said about reusing assets, it would not have cost them very much to produce Final Fantasy X-0 as a fully fleshed out game using the same assets that they already had from Ten and Ten Two. Yeah. They could have done that in probably a year. It wouldn't have had to sell very much to be profitable. And... Everyone who bought those HD remasters would have been very interested in that game. And it would have probably appealed to a ton of people that were not interested in buying the HD remasters. But the 10 million people that bought the original game, what 8 million people that bought the original game, would have also had their interest peaked outside of that remaster. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very, like, intelligent, like, sort of efficient decision. But I feel as though they've missed the boat on that now. Because the 10... 10, 10, ah, the 10 10 2 hd remaster then that came out like six years ago now i know which is crazy to think about but um and this is the weird thing because we spoke about it in our 10 3 video they made will they did the novel both of those were to try and expand the story to get hype around something and maybe I don't know, maybe they were hoping to have another Eternal Calm where there was so much fan hype that they were like, yeah, we've got to do this. And we know that's a tactic that Square Enix like to do. Put something out in the wild, see what people do about it. If there's fan demand, mm. let's do it. Like, But everyone knows that the reaction to Will and the novel was not good. Yeah, unfortunately. But the weird, but everyone still loves the universe of 10. I think outside of 7, mm. it's the game that everyone wants more content for like people will talk about six people talk about nine people talk about eight but 10 is the game outside of seven where everyone is interested like our video about final fantasy 10 3 maybe being a thing mm. half a million views mm. like it's crazy i think it's because it's like it has the most for me i feel like it has the lore that 
makes the most sense and is easy enough in order to comprehend and easy enough to sort of dig deeper into. Because I feel like with games like 13, the lore is so intense. It's just way too much. Like there's just so much going on that you're just kind of like, oh my God, okay, I can't take this. I can't take this anymore. Ilvelice as well, it just feels so big. It feels so huge that I can't really wrap my head around it. But like a lot of the other games are like their own neat little packages. Like Seven, I I just like the compilation of Seven, I don't really, I never really felt like it needed to exist because I never really had an interest in the expansion of the story. Um, But that's just me personally. That's not to say that it's not Well, I think it's also the basis of of Ten, right? Yeah. Because we know that there is so much history. All the other games have nods to history. Yeah. There's small things that we know happened, like Final Fantasy VII, we know about Genova in the past and etc. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Final Fantasy IX, we, we learn about the history uh, with Garland and the, the merging of Terra and Gaia and all this stuff. But we see it all in the story. There's nothing yeah. really we need to learn about. There's nothing more we need to see. But with Final Fantasy X, like there's the whole thing about Yevon, Unaleska, the the machine war that happened a thousand years before. They they've expanded a lot. There's a lot that you can dive into. And I think one of the things we talked about in the recent video was the world. Mm-hmm. The world of Final Fantasy X did such a good job of of high it had so much personality. None of the other worlds that I'd seen in any of the other games make you think about what's in there. Like there's mm-hmm. statues of people. You want to learn about those stories. Mm. There's like the um the calm lands, like the fact they talk about how the calm lands is trashed because of a previous it's the Braska fight that did it, yeah. right? Like you you Well you, any of the sin fights, yeah. And and they always talk about like um like the the previous summoners that failed, the the guardians mm. that didn't make it. There's all these little pockets of NPCs around that just highlight these tiny little stories that you want to delve a bit deeper into mm. and the other games didn't really have that in the same way like a final fantasy you've got norg people mm. want to know about norg but not too much like it's not really that interesting to know why norg has all this money why he left the shimi tribe and stuff yeah because the shimi tribe is such a small portion of the game yeah whereas summoners that failed guardians of fails that's integral to the story of guardians and summoners trying to beat sin yeah and some of them have very interesting stories but i also sort of feel like a lot of the lore that we crave from final fantasy 10 it's it's because like we care about the characters that we want to learn more of the lore from like um and i also think it's partially because of how titus is coming into the world like it's one of the it's one of the only games where um, the main character isn't from the world in which they um, are exploring. So there's so much that Titus needs to learn about the world in a very short space of time. And all he can really offer to the conversation is Xanarkin. I'm a Blitzball player. I'm a Blitzball player, guys. Um, so I think that's also part of it because you think like Zidane... Yes, okay, you can say he's um he's otherworldly, isn't he? But he's lived he's lived there for a very long time. Is it Gaia? Gaian. He's a Terran. I think it's like a lot of Gaian. Uh no, I mean um that's the world that they are. Yeah, the in, main world they? they're in is Gaia. Gaia. So he's like lived in Gaia for a long time. He's built his entire self up. 
um, Final Fantasy VIII, Squalls lived Belem. Like he knows, he sort of knows the lay of the land. Seven um, Cloud has visited all of the world pretty much as um, infantry. So there's not really that much for him to learn. Whereas Titus is like very much a new baby. And so we didn't get to learn all that we wanted to know from everything around us because that we only got to learn what Titus learned. And I guess that's the point with Final Fantasy X. They had to put so much in the world to explain everything. Because Titus didn't know, you didn't know. And it's why, like, when you go to the Mihen High Road, like, you can learn about its history if you want to. Mm. And it's the same with most things, like, but also you learn about what everything means to the people. Yeah. And the other the other games didn't have that. Like, you, you learn why Blitzball is so important to people. Mm. Like, it's the one technology they have that they latch onto because they don't have anything else good in their lives. Yeah. Everything else gets taken from them. Mm-hmm. And it's why, like, this small tournament uh, means so much and why people rally around these teams and try and support their teams as much as possible. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's these small pockets of, of lore that just, they mean, you, you really get to feel everything. Yeah. Yeah. It really felt like a lived-in world. And ten two, as much as, like, yeah, it, it has a lot of positivity around it and it did a lot of good things. Gameplay, fantastic. It did, it lost the vibe. Mm-hmm of what 10 had yeah it was it i don't want to say it's the wrong move but when you look at the choice they had of doing a game about braska and they chose not to go down that path because they didn't want to have a game about all men it just seems a bit i don't know it just seems a bit odd yeah yeah i mean even even the even the scenario about riku i would have preferred than the one about yuna i think yuna would have mm. been my third choice because the one about riku could have had Yuna integrated, but she wanted to do her own thing. She only got pulled back into it because of Riku. Yeah. Riku was doing her sphere hunting. Pain could have still been introduced. You yeah. could have had a whole focus about the Albed, introduced Gipple, Nuge, like all those guys. Maybe they could have been part of the playable cast. Mm. It would have been pretty cool. They could have had a whole another game called like Final Fantasy X Crimson Squad. Yeah. Like I would have bought that because like Pain's story is like really cool and it's kind of sad because it's clouded in the fact that like everybody's so focused on like yuna being basic and giving massages um but like pain is like really awesome and so are nuge barely um and Gipball. but yeah i mean it's hard because i almost feel like they wanted to make a statement when they when they chose to make this game i feel like they were thinking about like a way to interest more women into Final Fantasy. And it just kind of backfired because I just, it's just not what, it always goes pear-shaped sometimes when, and this isn't gonna sound really bad, but I guess when men try to reach out, try, try to figure out what women want from a game. Like it just, cause not to be like a complicated flower but like you you don't know like you know we, it's not just about like adding girls and adding dress up characters to a story to appeal to more women i mean it really final fantasy appeals to me regardless if they're catering to women or not exactly like, and kataze had a really good run of creating 
stories that were inclusive.、Mm. There were always female characters in prominent roles throughout all of his stories. And exactly. Final Fantasy VI had so many great ones.、Mm. Final Fantasy VIII, IX, X as well. It's when you just, it's when companies just, or writers just try too hard to appeal to a certain demographic that they ignore what actually made them good in the first place. I mean, maybe they could have made like a whole different like franchise、uh, off of Final Fantasy with yeah, ten, like Braska. Braska, the scenario of Braska would have felt like it was connected.、Mm. Eunice feels like a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. It's And, too different. Yeah, exactly. So I think that they definitely should have chosen Braska instead.、Um, I, I just think it would have been the safer option. And I think it would have been the more. It would have been the right fascinating.、Option. It would have been the more fascinating one. And it really baffles me because I don't even know was Crisis Court out before or after 10 2? Way after. Yeah, way after. It's a shame that it couldn't have come before because then they would have seen, like, you know, they could actually do it. it who knows? Maybe it would have been a PSP game instead as well. 10 2 on the PSP. 10 0, yeah. 10 2 on the PSP. 10 2 on the PSP <laughs> as well. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, so I guess, yeah, we, we, you, you were going to go on to it before I, I、uh, pushed you back. But, <laughs>、um, you know, if they were, if they're not going to make a game, which is very unlikely with Toriyama still around because he doesn't want to、mm. do a game about Braska. I mean, he said the quote like three years, no,、um, six years ago, seven、mm. years ago.、Um, do you think it would be like an, a novel, anime? I don't know. I really hope it's not. Like, it's a shame because, like, the novels, like, I know that they're a really easy way to sort of get this content out. But I do kind of hope it's not because typically that means that we don't get it for a while. And then I just don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I, I don't pay attention to the novels. Like, I know it's a really a shame and, like, I should be more, like, literate, but, like, books are just not something that I, Re, like, I just don't, I don't I do it. I don't. They work if they're done right. So,、mm. the example that I have, which no other video game has ever followed, and it doesn't, I don't understand why、mm. Mass Effect.、Mm. Before Mass Effect came out, they released a Mass Effect novel that served as a prequel. Yeah. In that novel, they introduced the character of Saren,、mm-hmm. and they introduced the commander of, blah, blah. they introduced the character not of Shepard, but of Anderson. So, the story was about Saren Anderson.、Mm-hmm. And obviously, in,、uh, in the main game, Anderson is kind of retired. Shepard is taking his place. So, whether or not you read the novel, it doesn't matter. You don't need to know this stuff about Anderson. But if、yeah. you have read the novel, it gives you that backstory. Yeah. And really, in the build up to Final Fantasy X, a Braska novel would have been perfect. Yeah. That would have made complete sense. It's true. I just feel like it's a bit. It's hard for me because, like, I just find that it's, and this might be a bit of like, oh, I don't, I don't know if it's a lame excuse, but like, novels make it less accessible because, like, I struggle with novels because I don't, that's why I, I think, don't comprehend. That's why I、things. think Mass Effect was so good、mm. in the way they did it because it wasn't like, I know that people are probably thinking about 15. And how much of a mess that was because、mm. they had Brotherhood and they had all this and X, Y, and Z.、Mm. The problem with 15 was that Brotherhood was all about the main cast of characters. Yeah. And Kingsclave, we don't even like, who knows, right? 
But with Mass Effect, the story was not about the cast of characters. Yeah. It was about an ancillary character who was being replaced. And it was about Saren. And yeah. You, so it was about the bad guy, essentially. Yeah. So it didn't, if you didn't read the novel, it yeah. would not have impacted your experience with the main game whatsoever. No, but it is like cool Easter eggs that you'd miss exactly. out on if you didn't Whereas read in, it. Whereas in, uh, with Brotherhood, like... You want to know. You want to know these things about. Like, if the if the prequel novel was about Shepard and mm. Saren, then you'd probably be a bit peed off. Yeah, because you're learning. Like, the main character of the game has all this backstory that you don't know about. That's in this yeah. other other piece of thing you got to read. But because it was about this ancillary character who is like the ends up being the representative of humanity in the council. Yeah. But I think they also benefit, like Mass Effect benefits from the fact that English is their first language. It was also written by a professional author and he like, wrote the book and then wrote the game. Yeah, like for for this stuff, like it's hard because it's not actually what, it, it might not actually be what the author intended when they translate it. You yeah, know? and like, also like the weird thing about um, Final Fantasy is that like Nojima obviously... He's not the author. He's the person who collates all the ideas into a coherent thing. Yeah. So it's not like with Mass Effect where the guy who wrote the novel wrote the script. Mm-hmm. He didn't come up with the idea. Nojima didn't come up with the ideas, really. He he kind of maybe came up with some, but mostly he was just, here's Kataze's idea, here's Nojima's idea, sorry, here's no- Nomura's idea, here's Toriyama's idea. Let's make it all into something nice. Yeah. And he would have worked with the team to do that. But he, he has originated things before i mean he originated the concept for 13 and what became 15 and decidia i think as well um but i wouldn't say that coming up with the ideas for scenarios is his strength Mm -hmm. and then with the optional additional material for 10 and 7 as well he's the one that's written it Mm -hmm. by himself which is why like it like with 10, he's spoken numerous times about the fact that he didn't want them to do anymore. He didn't want them to do 10 Yeah. But because they paid him and asked him to come back, he was like, okay, sure, let's, let's see do what it. we can do. <laughs> and it's always felt like with the novels and, and everything that he's kind of just, it's like the Sakaguchi thing. He's like, he's just trying to make it so weird mm. that they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just... I don't know. But yeah, like, I mean, I I personally would rather have like a movie type of situation or even even like the audio drama, I think was good. Um, not maybe in terms of content, but in terms of format, if you want to like find a different way of presenting it. But I just know, I just know a novel I would not sit through. I would just like want to I don't know. I would want to do anything else. And that's just because I I suffer from reading comprehension. And I know that's a bit silly because obviously the old Final Fantasy games were all text-based. But like for some reason seeing Different. it... You're looking at a bright screen. Exactly. You're seeing it. You're, you're seeing how people are reacting. But there was like a ton of stuff that I missed when I was a kid. And replaying it now, I like am I baffled in some cases by what I found... But yeah, that's just me personally. But yeah, ultimately, if they ever came around to making a 10-0, I'd be all for it. But yeah. We will not hold our breath on that. No. But Square Enix have always said, 
if there's fan demand. I know. So if we can create some fan demand. Yeah, let's create fan demand. 10 zero. Yeah. We've, we've just outlined in this episode exactly what they can do. Different story elements, how they could release the game and have people still buy it. Square, do it. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just, just do it. On that note, we've run out of time to talk about Crystal Chronicles. But I will say it's coming out very soon. If you didn't play the original game, please give it a chance. It's don't play it by yourself, though. Just do mm. not. Whatever you do, do not try and play Crystal Chronicles by yourself because <laughs> you'll probably have a terrible time. <laughs> it's not a very enjoyable game by yourself. It's meant to be played with other people. Mm. And I think I'm a bit annoyed with the decisions they make made about it, where they've basically taken out couch co-op. Um, in the in the traditional sense, it's still in there, mm-hmm. but you just can't play it on the same console. So if you've got a PlayStation 4 version or a Switch version and you've got multiple controllers, you can't all play on that version of the game. The only way it works is you have to have a PlayStation 4 and a Switch and an iPhone and an Android if you want to all play in the same household. Or you've all, you're, you're going to have four PlayStation 4s, four Switches. So the financial barrier to entry is still there. Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing they're banking on most people having a phone yeah. to be able to play it. I don't know how it's going to play on a phone, though. It could be, her- it could be absolutely horrible. Who knows? But a lot of people seem to have PlayStation 4s and Switches. And then I guess the whole idea is that you can switch because portable. So it could be that one person has a PlayStation 4 and then there's three Switches. Like there's lots of different options, but you have to have an internet connection, Mm. which is a bit of a bummer. But Wi-Fi, done. But yeah, definitely try and play with other people if you can. It It will make the experience so much more enjoyable for you. Because half of the fun about those kind of games, and it's the same when you, I don't know how many of you guys have played a really bad game, but played it with someone else. It just makes the experience so much more fun because you're sharing the agony with someone else. Mm. And Crystal Chronicles is a game where there's so much banter that comes through everything you do. Mm. Because people will go in the wrong direction, people won't heal, whatever. It's like a mini MMO where you get all the roles and no one really wants to do things sometimes. And then depending on what objective they have, they won't want to heal or they will heal. And... I will definitely piss off Daryl at some point during while playing oh, this game. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm sure I'll do the same to you. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like, it's just the way things go with those games. Like you have to kind of be coordinated and that revolves around having a role. But as I said, the objectives will make you want to go away from the role that has been been kind of pre-assigned to you (laughs) it's an interesting one very interesting one and yeah hopefully as many of you guys pick it up as possible and and can enjoy it in the way that i did when i was uh in my youth i'm looking forward to it should be fun just wait we'll play with the kids and then all hell will break loose that that is when all hell ali don't no don't take the chalice no 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 it's gonna be great But yeah, so um, the next episode is scheduled to come out just after Chris Chronicles on the 1st of September. Until then, be sure to check out all our old episodes of the podcast at FinalFantasyUnion.com. And remember, if you enjoy what we do, why not support us on Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. But now, though, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. 